Would you grab your Bibles and stand to your feet, please, as we get started? Are you ready for what the Lord has for you tonight? I think you are. You have all come ready and prepared and hungry and thirsty. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Grab your Bibles, stand to your feet, please. We're going to make our confession and declaration of our faith today before we go another step further. Believe the words coming out of your mouth. Say, Father in heaven. heaven. Thank you for this word. word. It is the absolute truth. And I believe it. It It is your personal love letter to me. me. And I receive it. it. It's the answer to my questions. questions. And the answer to the world's issues. issues. Lord, today, today, my ears are ready to hear your word. My My heart is ready to receive your word. And I, by faith, faith, am ready to be be a doer of the word, word, no matter what comes my way, in Jesus' name. name. Now, Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Tonight, I ask that I would say only what you would have me say. And tonight, I would do only what you would have me do. We ask these things tonight in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, our soon coming King, the Messiah. And all who agreed said, Amen. 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 I don't know if I'll be able to stay up here. You guys are on fire tonight. We're ready. That's good. I'm glad you came prepared. As you have a seat tonight, please open up your Bibles to the book of Psalm, chapter 103. Psalm 103. And we're going to begin in verse 1. I already hear some of you saying it. Some of you know this scripture by heart. You've got it deep down in your heart. And that's good. It's an important scripture to have. Psalm, there we go. <laughs> Psalm 103. Verse 1, when you get there, shout at me, say, I got it. it. Guys are fast. Okay, we'll, we'll read along here. I'm reading from the New King James translation tonight. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities or has compassion on his children, so the Lord pities and has compassion on those who fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust." We read this scripture and we get excited. Our hearts, our minds, our eyes immediately gravitate to all these things that God has done. And the basis of our faith in Christianity is that he has redeemed our life from destruction. That Jesus Christ has come into the world to save sinners. That he came to seek and save the lost. And through knowing Jesus, we have forgiveness of sins. We have wholeness in our body. He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. And he has all these wonderful things for us. But you know, tonight I want to share a little secret with you. Because there's a little secret tucked in this verse, tucked in this chapter. And I wonder if you've seen it before. I want to bring you back to verse 7. 
Verse 7 says, He made known His ways to Moses and His acts to the children of Israel. I find it interesting that the psalmist David makes a distinction between God's ways and God's acts. And I find it also interesting that it goes a little bit further to say that God made His ways known to Moses, who was one, but the children of Israel, who were hundreds of thousands, only knew His acts. And so my question for you tonight as we begin is, are we a people in the United States of America, in southern New England, in the 21st century, are we a people who know the ways of God, or are we a people who merely know His acts? That is the question for us tonight as we begin and as we take this journey. I like what David says here in in verse 2, Bless the Lord all my soul and forget not all His benefits. That word benefit is a very important uh, word, and I, and I see that, that word, and I think of two things. I think of when you work for an employer, and you have benefits, hopefully. <laughs> you work for an employer, and if you are the employer, you're providing benefits for your employees, and in exchange for their service, you're providing this for them. But then I also think about a beneficiary. You Maybe some of you have stocks or bonds, or you have a life insurance policy, and if something is to happen, you have a beneficiary who is to receive those things that you have stored up for them. And so I think about that. But who is the person that you put down as your beneficiary? Is it that friend from high school that you haven't seen in 30 years? No, not really. You don't even trust them. You don't know where they are right now. Who's the person or the people that you put down as the beneficiary? Your spouse, children. Who are those people? They're the people who are closest to you, right? And so as we look at this question tonight... I want to ask us if we have come to be like the children of Israel where we know a lot about what, can, what God can do, but do we really know who God is and do we know His way? There's a clear distinction between the two. And I want to walk you back with me. We're going to walk through some scripture tonight. Would you go back with me to the Old Testament, to the book of Exodus? Once you get there, just kind of put a marker there. Exodus chapter 19. There is a difference between knowing someone's ways And knowing someone's acts. Let me put it to you this way. We're all the husbands in the house tonight. Husbands. Okay. Fiancés, we can include you too. You're going to... Okay. Now, guys, how many of you know it's not enough to know how your wife acts? You need to know her ways, right? If you want to flow with her in the dance of life, right? You got to know her ways. And there's an intimacy that develops in that relationship. We can't just stay in knowing the acts. How many of you have a best friend? Someone who's your closest confidant. That may also be your spouse. You know, there are a lot of people who may know that friend. There are a lot of people who may be in acquaintance with that friend, but you're their best friend. You can almost think for them. You can almost anticipate their next move. And you guys hold and keep nothing from each other. And what we're going to discover tonight is that that is what it's all about to know the ways of God. God is looking for us to have an intimate relationship with Him that we would know the way that He flows and that we would flow with Him. So Exodus chapter 19, verse 5, we're going to pick up. Let me just give you a little bit of history here. The children of Israel have already been led out of the land of Egypt. At this point, they have seen the parting of the Red Sea. At this point, they have seen the wondrous works of God as He brought the plagues unto Egypt. They've seen all these amazing works of God so far. And God is getting ready to renew His covenant with the children of Israel as originally established with who? Do you guys hear this from Pastor John? Abraham, right? 
Okay, God established his covenant with Abraham and now he's getting ready to reaffirm the covenant with the children of Israel. Now that they have come out of the land of Egypt and we pick up right here, God is speaking in verse five, chapter 19, verse five. God says, now, therefore, you will indeed, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak to the children of Israel. God's desire for the children of Israel was that they each themselves would be a kingdom of priests. What does that mean? That they would have an intimate relationship with God. That they wouldn't need Aaron and the sons of Levi to go before them and be a priest for them. They would be a priest unto the Lord themselves. And that is an intimate relationship that God desires. But we know that the children of Israel didn't get to experience that. Why? We'll flip over one chapter to the book, uh, to chapter 20. We're going to walk through some things here this morning. What is the difference between knowing someone's ways and knowing their acts? Because God desires that we know his ways. In verse 18, uh, we're going to pick up in verse 18. God at this point has already given the commandments to Moses as to how the children of Israel ought to live. And in verse 18, now all the people witnessed The thunderings, the lightning flashes, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they trembled and stood afar off. Then they said to Moses, you speak with us and we'll hear you, but let not God speak with us lest we die. And Moses said to the people, do not fear, for God has come to test you that his fear may be before you so that you may not sin. So the people stood afar off, but Moses drew near the thick darkness where God was. Man, I love this, these four verses here because we get to get a little insight into the difference between the children of Israel and Moses. The children of Israel, God comes and reveals himself in lightning and thunder and flashes and smoke and fire. And Moses says the very reason that God is coming in that show is to test their hearts and to instill the fear of the Lord inside of them so that they would not sin. Instead of receiving the fear of the Lord, they become afraid of the Lord. And as a result, they stand afar off. And sometimes in our lives, as we ask that question tonight, are we a people who know the ways of God or are we a people who merely know his acts? A lot of the acts of God can be seen from a distance. And the children of Israel at this moment decided that they were going to be a people that stood afar off and let Moses go and plead with the Lord for them. But see, we, we have a wonderful opportunity. We have a wonderful opportunity here because of Jesus that we can look at this and say, you know what? I'm not going to be a people who simply know the acts of God. I'm going to be like Moses. And there might be a cloud over there. And there might be something I've got to do to get through there. But I'm going to go to the deep things. And I'm going to go through that smoke. And I'm going to go to where God is. The Bible says that Moses went to where God was. Moses had in his heart a passionate pursuit for God. that He wouldn't stop at anything. And I believe that that is what is God look, God, that's what God's looking for us in, in us today. That we would be a people not just know, who know what he can do, but be a people that know his heart and know how to flow with him as he flows. It's interesting because Moses has already had an encounter with God. Pastor Ray brought this up two weeks ago. Moses encounters God at the burning bush. Now, when I read that, I kind of think of Moses as like a rubbernecker. You know what, you know what rubbernecking is? 
I'm kind of a rubbernecker myself. You know, I hear the sirens and I want to know where they're going. I see the flames and the smoke and I got to, I will follow. If I'm on the highway and I see the smoke, I want to know where that smoke's coming from. So if we have time to detour, we're detouring to find out what's going on. So Moses sees this bush that's on fire, but, but hasn't, hasn't, you know, hasn't been uh, completely destroyed. So Moses is intrigued by that. And as Moses gets a little bit closer, the Spirit of the Lord begins to talk to him. Now, unlike the children of Israel who back away, Moses has the type of spirit that wants to move forward to where God is. And so he begins to move forward. And, 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 and the, the beautiful thing that we see in these four verses here is that Moses began to develop this relationship and this trust with God. And he had the fear of the Lord inside of him so that he was not afraid to go near because he could trust God. Because he knew God's ways and not just God's acts. I think about myself being a teenager sitting in these chairs right here and sitting in the chairs downstairs. I don't know if it's just me. Uh, but when you, when you grow up in church, you hear a lot of stories. And so when I was growing up in church, I, 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 I really, you know, I wanted to live for the Lord, but the world was so enticing, you know, so I was going back and forth all the time. And every time I wanted to come back to the Lord, I would only allow myself to get so close because I had seen a lot of the acts of God. And I, like, I was like the children of Israel. I was kind of afraid that I was going to be the guy that God said, I want you to go way over to the other side of the world, to Africa, and minister over there. I want you to go to this desert island, and I want you to do this. And see, I never took this step to go a little bit further, and so I allowed that fear to stop me from experiencing God's best in my life during those teenage years. And I want to talk a little bit about what God's best is. This might be a little shocking. I don't believe that God's best is what he can do for us. I believe God's best is an intimate relationship with us. Because the scripture says that Moses knew his ways, but the children of Israel knew his acts. And when you read Psalm 103, it says, David says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. The benefits will come as a natural byproduct of the relationship. You're not going to withhold anything from your child. You're going to provide everything that they need. And God does that for us. But, but we, know, we don't need to be a people who are only seeking God's hand. We need to seek his heart. We want to flow with him. And we need to know his ways and live like he wants us to. I think we see Christ as another example of this. Because I, I can't get past the fact that, you know, there were hundreds of thousands of children of Israel. But it was Moses that knew the ways of God. Don't we see the same thing with Jesus? Jesus had the one who is John. John was so close, he called himself the beloved disciple. John was so close that at that last supper, where was he found? Resting his head on the side of Jesus, on the breast of Jesus. Then he had Peter and James who saw him transfigured on the mount. Then he had the twelve and maybe even the seventy. But the crowd stood afar off. And in fact, Jesus tells the crowd in John 6... In John chapter 6, after he has fed 5,000 people, he tells the crowd, you're not coming after me to know me. You're coming after me because I filled you and you were satisfied. And he corrects them gently. But we get to choose whether or not we're going to be a people who know his ways or his acts. I want to take a little look at Moses tonight because Moses is our example in knowing the ways of God. So you're in the book of Exodus. Turn over just a few pages to Exodus 33, please. I was just reading through the scripture this morning. Just a beautiful passage here. 
and a really, just a great example for us. I had a young person come to me one day and said, wow, I never knew the, the Old Testament was so interesting until you, until you started teaching from it. I'm like, man, the Old Testament is great. It's got everything, blood and guts and all that stuff. It's, it's awesome. You've got to read it. Exodus chapter 33. I want you to go to verse 12. See, Moses had a different heart from the children of Israel. Moses understood. Verse 12 says, Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, Bring this people... But you have not let me know who you'll send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight and consider this nation is your people. Moses' prayer and his cry. Moses was the one who God used to part the Red Sea. Moses saw all these tremendous acts by this point, and yet his prayer and his cry to God is, show me your way. Let me know who you are. He's saying, God, you know me. You you know who I am, and you keep telling me you're going to be with me, but who are you? Is that our desire tonight, that we want to know who God is, that we want to flow with him in this beautiful dance of life, that we would know his ways? Man, Moses had a passionate pursuit. And that's what we ought to have. A passionate pursuit. I want to share a couple more scriptures with you tonight. If you look over in the prophet of Jeremiah. Many of you are going to start quoting this as soon as I give it. Jeremiah chapter 29.11. Here we go. It's going to come. But I want to go a little bit further than 11 tonight. So once you get to Jeremiah 29.11, go ahead and give me a shout and say, I got it. Guys are fast. I need a drink. Hold on. It's a lot easier with some of those digital devices you got there. You're cheating, flipping through. I know how it is. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 29, 11. Again, if you're there, say, I got, I got it. Okay. God, again, is speaking here. I'm reading from New King James. It says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. One translation says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Now, we can't stop there. We need to keep reading on. Let's keep reading. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And here it is. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. First part of 14 says, I will be found by you. God has pursued us relentlessly. He has pursued us. Through Jesus Christ, he has come in human flesh and he has done everything that he could do and he has pursued us. And now, just like in a relationship, no relationship can survive one sided where we're all takers. Any relationship that is living where both sides are takers, the relationship will fizzle out. But as you give, as you give, as you give of yourself, the relationship will blossom and God has given. And I'll tell you what, because he has given, we can't help what we when we encounter him, when we experience him to want to give back and to want to know who he is. And what I love about this passage is God says, you will seek me and you will find me when you search for me with all of your heart. God will not hide himself from us if our pursuit is him and his heart and his way. What I love about Moses as an example, what I love about Abraham as an example is that they knew the deep and the secret things of God. 
In fact, Moses was so close to God that he pleaded with God to spare the lives of the children of Israel. Abraham was so close to God. God said, should I keep what I'm about to do in Sodom and Gomorrah from Abraham? Oh, would that God would say that about me? So close to God that he reveals the secret things. All right, so that's a lot of good talk about wanting to know his ways, but how do we do it? Good, I'm glad you asked. Go over with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. Pastor John goes to this scripture a lot. I love this scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Again, when you get there, say, I got it. We're going to go chapter 2, verse 9. But as it is written... I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed, everyone say revealed. Revealed Revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. Oh man, this is where it happens. This is where intimacy kicks in. We can't know those secret and deep things of God because uh, unless our spirit is connected to his spirit. If the Bible says it's his spirit that searches those deep things and begins to reveal them to us. And how is that going to happen? In our passionate pursuit for him. In our desire, in reckless abandonment, to throw caution to the wind and say whatever the cost and whatever it takes, I'm going after you with everything that I've got and I'm going to be like Moses and I'm going to be like Abraham and I'm going to be like Jesus and I'm going to pursue you to the end of the earth. And I'll tell you what's a beautiful thing here. I remember it was just 10 years ago. 10 years ago last month, January, I saw the most beautiful woman in the world. She's sitting right there. She doesn't know I'm going to talk about her, but any chance I get to talk about my wife, I talk about my wife. Okay. 10 years ago, I remember sitting in a blue chair right there, right next to my dad. And uh, some of you heard this story. And these, these three beautiful women walk out on the stage. And, and, and I, just, I just began to listen to them sing. And as they sang, God sat me straight up in my chair. And he began to speak to my heart and reveal some things to me. And all I heard was this beautiful, sweet voice. And as I looked, it was my wife who didn't know me at the time. And she was singing the song with her cousin and her sister. And you know what? When God began to reveal those things to me, I had had an encounter. And no one had to twist my arm for me to want to pursue Jennifer I, I desired a relationship with her. I wanted to pursue her to the ends of the earth. I, no matter what it takes, I am going after this girl. And she thought I was crazy. But see, what's interesting in that story is that when we really experience and when we really encounter, no one needs to twist our arm. No one needs to say, read your Bible, spend time with the Lord. No, when we encounter God, when we encounter him and experience him for who he is, Pastor John's been talking about, our desire is him and him alone. We're grateful for the things that he does. And and so, bless the Lord, oh my soul, grateful for all of his benefits. But our heart's pursuit is him, his ways and his heart. Seeking his heart and not his hand. Seeking his heart. Praise the Lord. final thing I want to share with you tonight is that as we begin this passionate pursuit, there is a cost. The scripture tells us to count the cost. I want you to know tonight that there's a cost on both sides. There's a cost to only knowing the acts of God. And there's a cost to knowing his ways. 
The cost to knowing only the acts of God is never fully experiencing God's best in our life. The cost of knowing only the acts of God is never fully experiencing His best in our lives. Now the children of Israel, we know the story that we had they had to God God waited for another gen, for the first generation to die out so that the children could inherit the land. I don't believe that the land was all that God had for them because Exodus chapter 19 verse 6 that we just read said that God's desire would be that they would be a kingdom of priests unto him. And if you know your Bible history, you read through the Old Testament and see that the children of Israel go all the way to where they're calling out to God and saying, give us a king, give us a king, give us a king. They're looking for somebody else to lord themselves over them instead of experiencing God and flowing with him and experiencing his best. God's best is intimacy with him, knowing his ways, flowing in the beautiful dance of life. So that's the cost of knowing only his acts. Now we're going to weigh those two tonight. Here's the cost of knowing his ways. Turn with me uh, just to the left to the book of Matthew. Jesus tells us what the cost is. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 24. Matthew chapter 16 verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross. One verse says daily. Take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Let's keep reading. For what would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? I think Moses, as we've been studying, is an excellent example of self-denial. And that's what Jesus talks about here. Deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. To deny yourself means to say, I'm not going to seek what I want. It's not going to be about my pleasures and my desires. I'm going to put those aside, and I'm going to recklessly abandon and pursue the Lord and all that he has and all that he is. Putting his desires first. Just like you would do in a relationship. Just like you would do in a relationship with a spouse. That you would put their desires above yours. And when we do that, the relationship thrives. And when we do that with God, our relationship will thrive. And our relationship will blossom. So the cost of knowing only His acts is never experiencing God's best for our lives and intimacy with Him. The cost of knowing His ways is denying ourselves, denying our flesh, and what we want. But we get to experience intimacy with Him. We get to experience His best in our lives. And it will be said of us like it was said of Moses, that we knew the ways of the Lord. You see, acts are very interesting, because you can see acts from a distance. There are a whole lot of people that see the things that you do that don't really know you. But your best friend, your spouse, your children, your family members, they get to know you intimately. And they get to experience the secret things that you share from your heart. 
That is the relationship that God desires from us. That we in the 21st century, here in southern New England of the United States of America, wouldn't be a people that know only what God can do, but would be a people that draw so close to God, that we go beyond the smoke, that we go beyond the fear, and enter into the presence of the King and know Him and experience Him for who He is and begin to flow with Him and know His ways. But there is a cost. There is a cost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, we bless your name tonight and thank you for who you are. You're so good. You're so good. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. Father, I thank you right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you right now that you begin to sweep through this place. That you begin to move through this place by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I thank you for that right now in Jesus' name. Lord, as we throw caution to the wind tonight and begin to pursue you with all of our heart. Father, would you identify us tonight? Would you help us to recognize where we are? God, it's okay to say, hey, God, I've just been seeking you for what you can do. Because we can turn around and change that tonight. Thank you, Lord, that you would help identify us where we are. And help us begin to pursue you for who you are. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you right now. Father, thank you for your Holy Spirit that is in this place right now. That is in this room right now, moving and sweeping through this place. Thank you, Lord God. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord God. We bless your name tonight. Oh, Lord, you are welcome here. You are welcome here to move the way that you want to move. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Bless the holy name of God. Bless your holy name. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, you've been so good to us. God, you have redeemed our lives from destruction. Lord, thank you for sending your son Jesus to us. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Jesus. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord.